I'm the incarnation where them cardinals at With them cardinals on their glove and the cardinal hat I'm in the cardinal sports zone spitting cardinal raps Say it C-A-R-D-S, let's go Play a cardinal game, get a cardinal story Welcome back to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast Episode 2, Season 2 uh, little breaks between this one and the last one. Everybody's been hitting me up. When's the next podcast coming out? We've just been so busy. Uh, everybody's with, with the uh, with the COVID going on. Everybody's had their days and lives turned upside down. Uh, poor Higgy still ain't got to work from home like the rest of us at all. But even uh, you know, he, he went and got donuts for only me and nobody else on the podcast this morning. And it really ruffled a couple of their feathers. We've been talking here for about an hour. Uh, We were supposed to start recording an hour ago, and everybody has just peed off at Higgy because he didn't bring donuts. He was mispronouncing words. He was trying to say he was more manly than Sean. Just just by thread. Just just by thread. But we're we're glad. Yeah, (laughs) just a little. But, But we're glad to be back with you all. We're glad to bring this to you all as a form of entertainment. I'm your host, Jeremy Wallman, and here, my co-host, Sean Barber. How's it going, folks? Turn your microphone on, slap nuts. Turn it on. We know Sean has a problem turning things on. Can you hear me now? Yes. Sean Barber. See, I shouldn't have to edit the show at all, and you just, I'm going to leave it in. Sam Basin. What up? (laughs) He don't know anything about that. I I, I laughed just now, too. I was like, wow. Joe Wallman. What's going on? And coming to us, coming to us from the shack in the back, guest couch, the notorious HIG. Hello, everybody. Well, that's the most he's contributed in six months, so I'll take it. <laughs> hey, it's more than Paige. Shout out! You know what? I <laughs> wasn't even going to bring her up, but shout out to Paige. Did she get married? She got married yesterday. No. Yeah, it, she. He actually, pictures her. It didn't happen. It, it's all over social media. Yeah. Oh well, I guess. Um. He didn't back out on her, so kudos to Ben. Uh, it, blink twice if you're in danger. <laughs> I'm just glad that I do not have to any other day of the rest of my life open up social media and read about her stupid wedding. So that's that's one thing I'm thinking. I know it's not Why would you think that? Now you just have to read about her marriage. Uh, her wedding. I don't want to. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll ha- yeah you don't think she'll still talk about how beautiful it was or this, that, and the other? Love you, Paige. That's all I'm going to say about it. Probably. You're, you're probably right. But uh, again, once again, I mean, welcome. have been engaged for like seven years. She has been. Really? That long? It, it's been no, a while. they've been together for seven years. Oh, okay. They've I only been engaged for about a year and a half. But I joked with her that, that it wasn't going to go off on the day that it was planned. And COVID helped me out with it. It proved me right again. I thought he was going to back out. That's so it's why your I fault wouldn't. we got the COVID. So are we Maybe. taking odds on this wedding? Actually, lasting or good luck. No, the, la- the wedding well, lasted because it it started in the no. Stopped. We're not taking bets on her <laughs> on her marriage. Good luck, Paige. Hope you have a successful marriage. Yes, Paige Sherrard Hemp. Congrats. Wait. Yeah, his last name's Hemp. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Are we gonna take uh, bets on yours, Snuffleupagus? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> will last longer than Paige's. I'd say that. You know, hers has oh. already lasted longer than yours. <laughs> oh. Anyway, back to the show, folks. <laughs> Welcome to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast brought to you by the Jamon Brown Foundation. Coming to you live from the Custom Multicade Studios. Again, I'm your host, Jeremy. We want to shout out our, give a shout out all to all of our fine sponsors. Four Pegs Beer Lounge, Shack in the Back Barbecue, Custom Multicades, Fitness Market, and Derby City Lawn and Landscaping. 
So we got the bills done at the beginning of the show. We're glad to be here uh, to provide this entertainment for you all. Real quick, this is not on the timeline, so I'm just going to throw throw everybody for a curve. And uh, Higgy, I'm going to throw for a curve first. Do you have any? Uh, do you have anything to talk about? Do you have uh, just a random topic? No, don't put, pick your phone up. True professionals don't have to look at. No, me. I was going to say the three game pickout that you have for season tickets wise. All right, that that's a good play because we were going to talk. Man, you're actually doing things today. I'm kind of halfway proud. <laughs> so the first thing we we're going to talk about is the attendance numbers were announced this past week, and it was announced that Louisville was going to be able to have thirty. Uh, 30%, which right. ended up being 18,950-something or, or whatever. Uh, and, and at that point, everybody was like, well, how's that going to break down? Well, yesterday, uh, word came out that they had split it, the six home games into two three-game packages. And the one package was Miami, Virginia Tech, and uh, Wake Forest. Wake, which was the winner of the packages for me. And the other one was uh, Western, Florida State, and Syracuse. No, I think we play at Syracuse. Okay, so who's the third one? Come on, Higgy. It was Western Kentucky. Yeah, it was Western Kentucky, Florida State, and Syracuse. Oh, okay. I thought we played at Never second-guess me, unless you have to, and I'm wrong. Um, but I thought that was very interesting because I would have thought that they would have evened that out a little bit, but at least instead of only nineteen th- or 18,000 people be able to make it, 36,000 different people will be able to make it. And still, that doesn't make it all the way better. But I think it's good enough because you're never going to be able to satisfy the, everybody. No. And, and especially the, the t- season ticket holders that we have now, uh, there's no way to make it completely fair for them unless you just let all of them into every game. You don't allow walk-ups. I'm just not sure how feasible that is. Even other pro sports uh, – from basketball to wrestling have been having virtual fans in attendance, which has been pretty cool. Uh, one of the other wrestling, a couple of the wrestling uh, companies, the one that I'm affiliated with through my ringside podcast, Ohio Valley Wrestling, they've been allowing limited seating in uh, to the Kentucky doesn't allow them to come back yet. We're hoping soon we get back to the Davis arena, but uh, they've been operating over in the arena in Jeffersonville where I made my pro wrestling debut. Uh, it was an awesome time. Sean, you were there, weren't you? Yes, I was. Yeah, thank you for being an athletic supporter of mine. <laughs> um, but uh, And then AEW, another wrestling federation, actually uh, they operate out, they've been operating out of an amphitheater that's attached to the Jaguar Stadium, and they allowed a couple thousand people in and had them all spread up. They didn't let anybody up close, but had them all spread out. So I'm interested. I guess what I'm saying is uh, I'm interested in seeing how – they set that up because even when the pandemic, about a month and a half after it started, Dave Chappelle released a comedy special. It, it had a crowd, and they were all socially distanced. And I, was, I thought, well, for the next couple of years, that's how concerts and comedy shows are going to be. They're going to be out in big fields. Everybody's going to be a, a lot of the ways apart. But you can't do that in a, in a football stadium. So, John, how do you think that this is going to – how is it going to – how is it going to look? It's going to look, unfortunately, it's going to look a little bit like the Cragthorpe years. At least this wow. <laughs> <laughs> At least this year. I'm hoping next year will be I didn't think we got back to normal. For Cragthorpe. I was there for the very last game. I was too, unfortunately. Uh, so, was a, so was about eight other people. 
<laughs> Didn't we get beat about 62 to 31 by Rutgers? We I believe so. I know that D- Doug Beaumont got hurt. And, and I got, remember. Whatever the score was, we got. You remember way too much about stuff that happened like obliterated. 10 years ago. And I remember that he showed the most fire he had ever showed in his entire time as head coach when Doug Beaumont got hurt. He went out there like he was going to fight the entire he team. Did. He it, did. It, it was in, insane. But yeah, I think it's going to. Now, it will be loud. I'm going to tell you that right now. The fans are going to be there. They're going to be loud. You're going to be able to, be, to hear them. You might be able to hear them better than you normally would because. Uh, of the spacing and everything, we were, uh, me and Joey were watching uh, Dynamite the other night, and they were chanting during Chris Jericho's entrance, and it didn't sound any differently. Now I don't know if they piped in some of the noise. They could have, you know, with that being said, they could have piped in some. But last night they had the, uh, but again that it sounded halfway normal there at Dynamite that week. Last night we had our first college football game of the season, uh, hot mess, it, but. You know, it was Central Arkansas versus Austin, Austin P. And uh, it, it was definitely something. But it sounded like you were t- being at a high school football game. Uh, the noise-wise, not the quality of the play. So even though they're allowing 18,000 fans in, are, do, do we know if they're going to also try to pipe in? You mean Clemson? Yeah, exactly. They Clemson's haven't said anything. Be, I mean, be a regular all they have to do Clemson? is call Clemson's AD and find out how they do it. <laughs> got to do something. That's true. Sam, what do you think this looks like I mean, visually? Well, I got a taste of what it could look like when I watched, um, I want to say, uh, Texas high school football. Um, Shadar Sanders School, I think it's called. Trinity. Yeah. Those those guys now. Um, they, they, had, they had their groups, but they were all social distance apart. And uh, it, it, looked, it didn't look too bad. But at least you had fans in there interacting with each other. Like, you can be with your group, but any other group you had to be six feet apart from. So, so that they had, like, little pods of people. Where yeah, you, okay. which was well normal. And I was like, okay, at least it's not one person here, six feet later, one person. So it was, it was kind of good to see that you had your group of people that came together and they sat together. So, I mean, if it, if it can go off like that, I have no problems with that. Uh, my question is, I hope you guys mentioned the crowd noise. Look, Louisville has some pretty good fans and pretty loud ones. The ones that That's usually true. stay to the rain and the monsoon and things like that, they get really loud, especially when you get that alcohol in you. I don't want us to have 18,000 fans and then we have about half of them are the old guys that just want to sit there and sit on their hands. That's what I do not want. Well, then what if the other half are still drunk and passed out at tailgate? Well, see, that's a question well, I had. Are they going to allow them to tailgate? I don't yes, think. Yes, we are allowed to tailgate. They're, they're still trying to figure out how, okay. but they are allowing us to tailgate. Because I was going to say, like, all right, well, then we'll have 9,000 people in the stands. That'll be the old guys <laughs> for most of the first quarter. Then the rest of the first quarter is when the rest of them will funnel in. Oh, and can they show up by kickoff, though? Do you do you show up by the dinner bell? I do. Okay. So did you? Which pack did you pick, or did you defer? We deferred. Me, me and my group deferred just because we we're like, once you get in there, you're how many fans are you gonna have around you more than anything? And we were just we're more curious on that. But we said the main games that we'd want to go to, we tried looking at third party or okay, it was going the answer, So you deferred. Okay, yes. Sam. What about y'all? Uh, I. I I don't need to be there. I just want football to go off without a hitch. So basically, we're all watching the games here this year, right here, right? Probably. Okay. For the most part. Here's, so you want to know what, what I think it'll <coughs> yeah, look I'll like? Yeah, I'll come to you next. A Maryland home game. <laughs> <laughs> a normal Maryland home game. You know, 
when you and when I you clarify. ask the question, I, I, my actual thought was Marilyn. But I was like, you know what? There's no way Jeremy You ain't going to steal my thunder. Right. So I was like, you know what? There's, there's no way Joey's not going to say this. <laughs> so I'm going to keep my mouth closed. I had a couple <laughs> podcasts and, and media members from Maryland follow me directly here within the last few weeks. The University of Maryland? Uh, yeah. Okay, because I want to clarify. Me and Sam had been talking about this. I believe it was me and you. It's not the entire state of Maryland. No. Yes, yes, yes. It's not. It's just. Because there are good things in Maryland. Yes. A, uh, uh, Lamar Jackson is in Maryland. Angel University is from and, Maryland. And you know, it's a there's a whole backstory to it that I'm not going to go into, but yeah. It looks like a Maryland sports home wise, game. football right. wise, Maryland. Football and basketball, men's. Yeah. Women's, so, I don't have any problem. No, no, no. Yeah, Maryland's women's basketball is pretty pretty great. Yeah. So it's basically just football and men's basketball. Yes. yes. That you yes. Have yes. Issue with. They're trash. Yeah. So what do do we think that this uh, that the lack of crowd is going to translate into more success or less success on the field. Is a is an away game, is it going to really affect the team as much with the, with the limited fans being there as a regular away game, Higgy? I don't think so. I don't think it would affect the players as much. I think it's going to be more on Who's the, the scouting. On? It's going to be more on the scouting than anything else. So you're going to have to change cadence in this. You're going to have to change a lot of different things from week to week versus month to month and putting your systems in more than anything, I think. All See, right, Joey, what about you? I, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Now, I think it's going to be a whole lot easier. For one, when you're on a road game, the the Louisville, if they're playing at Syracuse, they only get a lot of a certain amount of tickets for Louisville yes. fans anyway. Right. So if you got 50,000 fans in there, probably 40 to 45 of them are Syracuse fans. Well, they're not going to have that many fans in there. Some of the places aren't. Or like Syracuse, I think's one of them that hasn't really talked about having fa- like well, well, New York's not well, even doing it. Pittsburgh fans. announced they're not having yeah. any fans in September. Right, in so September. in September, yeah. but we play them in September. So yes. when Louisville plays there, why do they have to change their cadence? It's like me and you sitting down here right now. But at the same time, think about it. This they're going to be able to hear uh-huh. everything. If anything, you're going to have to change it to maybe disguise some things that normally could be Correct. hidden by a noise. But you ain't going to have to do a whole lot of that. Okay, I. I'm assuming they're not allowed. They're not giving away team tickets this year, correct? Right, probably. But I mean, will it affect it a little bit? Because I knew when I played, I kind of, I kind of fed off of crowd noises, whether it was positive or negative. I kind of fed off of it. I did so too. I, I told them shut up. <laughs> I can't hear. So I'm, I'm pretty sure the players do the same. Uh, but it, it's an adjustment period to where you have to get used to it. But now, aren't they getting used to that really kind of right now? No, it's, it's different. In practice, I, I don't know, man. Practice is different from ge- – like you coaches always say we want you to practice at game speed, but how many times well, do you Well, I'm not really even talking about speed. I'm just talking about like the, the noise. Le- now, on offense, it should be better for us yes. because like the yes. – Does you want to quiet. they ain't quiet, you know, <laughs> if you can't hear a pin drop in Cardinal Stadium, something's wrong. Shut up, guys. What? Huh? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so w- we we wanted to know: is it going to is it going to make that big of a difference? And I think that the experts believe that it will because it did come out uh, within the last few days. The ESPN FPI predictions has us finishing ten and one. That's what I said. So oh, am I? In the you're an expert. expert? Okay. The only game not favored in is Notre Dame, and currently in the Caesar Sportsbook, 
Louisville is a 30 to 1 favorite to win the ACC currently. So, I'll how take do those odds? No, I want to make some I want to win some money. There's 15 teams in the ACC and we're 30 to 1. I'll take those odds. Okay, he can keep talking. Okay, that's perfect. <laughs> so, um I'm very pleased with the 30 to 1 odds. Uh, I think do we know who's ranked? It? I mean, obviously Clemson, but do that, they have Miami and I don't. Pittsburgh I don't know. Probably, probably my, not, my not stat Carolina. guy. Oh, my North, stat Notre guy Dame. did not give me those details. Probably Notre Dame too. I'm assuming. Notre yeah, Dame. Notre Dame would be ahead of us as well because they so are. We're probably pick fifth or sixth. I thought I saw we were fourth or fifth. I I would say fourth behind Clemson, Clemson Notre Dame, Miami, Miami and Joe. North Carolina. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think you got my volume too low too. So no, you're loud and clear. I can barely hear myself. But anyway, that's so Higgy. Did you look it up, or are we just sitting here farting in our own faces? We was buying time for you, buddy. But we were stalling. For I was you. doing my best. But I, I'm almost certain it is. I literally have no on, stats. So I, that's all I can really do. Good is DoorDash right now. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure. Wait till it's, four, it's so Clemson, I go pick it up. Notre Dame, North Carolina, Miami, Louisville. So I think we probably fifth. I think so. I'll oh yeah, I forgot about North. Carolina. What about Virginia Tech? And screw them. No, I think they're ahead of us too. No, there's no way. Are we sixth? No way. Higgy? I'm gonna get it for you. Okay, I'm looking it up. Joey will still get it first, but Sean, we'll go to you. Is that about where you thought we'd be? You, did you think that we? Because we already pre- previewed this before, and I said ten and one, nine and two. I figured we'd lose to Notre Dame and possibly to Pittsburgh. I don't remember what you said per se. Do you? Is this about what you expected as well? I think so. I think I had us at nine and two. I might have had us at eight and three because I wasn't sure about the Miami game. I didn't know how. But now that guy's sitting out, I'd say this is about where I'd have us. So yeah. one guy made the difference for you. Yeah, because that dude wrecked us. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> well, that's just like the guy for uh, from West uh, Wake Forest, Surratt. Yes, he left. So I'm not. I'm, He's been in my nightmares for I'm a long and Jamie time. Newman, Jamie Newman left, too. Yeah, he transferred. Who are the four teams before. ahead of us? Clemson, North Carolina, Florida State, and Virginia Florida Tech St- on this, but Florida State. it doesn't have Notre Dame It doesn't have. It. So, we would be, in fact, sixth behind Notre Dame. That's what I thought. Florida Thanks, State, Higgy. though? Well, it's theirs. Yeah. Maybe I'm a little shocked by that one. Let me continue, but right now, that's I, I, I did it's see something. Oh, yeah, He's over here on Pinterest like looking up cinnamon roll recipes, so I don't – no. Not really oh, sure. Notre Dame shakes up ACC's FPI after joining. So let me. Okay, so that I, I did see yeah, some people had Florida State, but I just thought they were homeless because. <laughs> they, I mean, because I I get Florida State has talent. Like, there's no way you could you could be at Florida State and not recruit talent, but. I don't see okay. new new coaching staff, uh, not not really a spring ball and f- limited fall practice. There's no way they gel enough to compete for an ACC title. So do we lose so and we're counting the bowl game. So how do we lose one No, let's not count the bowl game. Is the 10 and 1 record is that what you thought before or, or actually let me let me change the question up for you cuz we already heard what Sean thought. What has happened this summer that's changed their perspective because they they predicted uh the the, the odds makers predict predicted five and a half wins uh predicted five and a half wins for us this year. What has changed from five and a half to ten? Nothing. They clickbait. They they just they just need content because you're you're looking at a Louisville team that returned so much of their offense and so much of their defense plus an an added year into the system. Like it's no way you go from five and a half. Like who? What? What? 
are there four teams, five teams on Louisville's schedule that you can honestly say will beat Louisville flat out? Period. There's there's only three teams that it that no matter how good or bad we played that I'm like, they, like Miami, they could beat us. Were you looking for betting odds? Florida State. They or were you looking for FPI rankings? FPI rankings. That's the Caesars, bro. That's like a sports book. He was looking up little. He Googled little So what Caesars, I got here says ACC up. FPI 2020, and this is with Notre Dame. You got Clemson, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, Louisville. Okay. Oh. Okay. So that's changed. But the Caesars sports book I was reading. Uh-huh. I wasn't reading Caesars sports okay. book. Little Caesars, big Caesars. I was just handing it in pen and shit of his hand and hand it to him. <laughs> Had Clemson. <laughs> I swear. Did you just well. <laughs> Had did. Clemson, Notre Dame, Miami, North Carolina, Florida State, Virginia Tech, then us. So you put a Virginia Tech with with, with players leaving and uh, was that a, a new defensive scheme and things like that over Louisville that has Click that's the current odds right now. Clickbait and Homer and Homers. That's that's what it is. name recognition. Yeah, that's what exactly that is. what it is. Well, betting odds. It's it, not. It, <laughs> it's 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 interesting you say that, and I'm I'm not trying to prove anybody right nor wrong, but I have a story in the drafts that we we I did the research for a couple of weeks ago, and for some reason Higgy's like just flooding the drafts with stuff he's never even going to do. <laughs> uh, CSE gives you their strength of schedule. Okay. All right. So. Uh, our unanimous number one was Notre Dame. Our right. unanimous number two, uh, not unanimous number two, our number two was Miami. And our number three was Virginia Tech. Okay. That's because Louisville's schedule is kind of weak after that. So, let's see. Okay, I didn't out everybody's names. Dang it. I, I normally like doing that. Virginia Tech, two, two, three, four, four, four. So, people do think that Virginia Tech is a viable. But, again, that was before... But that's also based on Louisville's schedule. <coughs> right. That's true. That's true. Because ne- what is the next best game, really? Right. Because I mean, I'm it's pretty Notre sure Dame, J- then Jeremy, it's Miami. Jeremy put Pitt up there, so that kind of skewed the, the rankings. It was my four. A- and who was your third? A lot, a lot of people put Pitt. I, I, let me preface that. A lot of people put Pitt higher up than y'all did. My, it, for me, it was Not- uh, Notre Dame. Right. Then Miami. Right. Then... Florida State, then Pitt. Yeah, I don't have Pitt that high. Then Virginia Tech. I, I get Pitt has a great defense, but as as great as their defense is, that's as, as trash as their offense is to me. As great yeah, as th- their those defense are the teams is, that we normally struggle our offense with. is better. Yeah, but those are. I'm just saying. And there's not going to be any fans there. So and I hope no they don't really prove me wrong. I hope. That's a, yeah. I that's hope the next day we're not sitting here recording. I'm like, if if Pitt if Pitt. The only way Pitt scares me is if the two games before Louisville they start to click on offense because they have the talent. Is I just don't believe in their talent. So that still go back to the fact is even if they click on offense, is their offense better than ours? Even if no. they're clicking, no. no. But what if ours isn't clicking and theirs is? Has our offense? I don't see. Not I, I honestly don't see how our offense well, can't click. Right, we have too many weapons. And, and we had too many weapons this year. Too. We're about We've to transition into this, too. We've got quarterbacks that played significant time last year. Yes. We're sitting here watching a couple of games that were featured yesterday on Lamar Jackson Day, and we had a well, Lamar Jackson's not walking through that door. That's true. We had a plethora of receivers. But we one of them, I won't, say, but I won't say their name right now, but one of them dropped three passes on the opening drive. Mm. 
But the one thing we didn't have those years was an offensive line that was functional. Let's not lie, especially the second half of the year. <laughs> but, again, I go into it. We have three quarterbacks that are capable of leading the offense coming in and playing. They got significant time last year, made plays last year. So, I mean, if if Mikel gets in there, I think it's – is he still going by Mikel? Right? Yeah, I believe okay, so. Okay, because his coaches, when you hear him on the they press conference, they yeah. say Malik. Well, his yes, Twitter so. says Malik still, too. It's okay, so changed. I'm not – Cunningham, if Cunningham gets in and he's not making plays, well, then you can br- you bring Jawan in. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, one of those three guys is going to click with the receivers and the, and the line and the backs and making the reads. So, I'm not worried about our offense whatsoever this year. That was just such a – I'm not really either. It's just like their defense is really good, and I hope we blow them out. Uh, but, again, let's transition into Lamar Jackson Day yesterday. If, if you – and this was something they put – I was told by – People at the ACC Network, this was put together last minute. So, at the beginning of the week, your guides didn't show it because mine didn't show it. I had all kinds of other programming on yesterday. It took me up until Friday afternoon for this to start showing up on my DVR. But it started off with ACC legends, Lamar Jackson. And then it showed the Louisville-Florida State game, the Louisville-Virginia game, the Louisville-Syracuse game, and the Louisville-Texas A&M bowl game. Uh, great Great action in all those games. I, right now, we're currently watching Louisville up 20-7 to 7 on Texas A&M over on the left side of the room. On the right side of the studio, there's 18 seconds left, and we're down by one as number five Louisville uh, is trailing to, uh, to Virginia, who was two and five at the time. That's the year that uh, that we beat Florida State, right? We were, yes. Okay. And we almost beat Clemson, but we were too quick to turn to the sidelines. No pun intended. Uh, okay, maybe a pun was intended. There it is. Down the sideline, up to the – is it – touchdown. Jalen Smith. It's much better – and that's one of my guys. We're, we're going to have him on soon, too, because me and him have been talking. But fan, fans were uncharacteristically hard on that kid, and I never – like, I never understood it. I loved his passion. I loved the way he played. He played injured a lot his last year yeah. here. Yeah. Him And him playing injured, that's why I tried to explain to him. Him injured – was it better than a lot of the people when they were they were fully healthy? So, so this game's about to be over. But shout out to him. But w- what a great what a great honor to be able to have one of our our quarterbacks focused on. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a te- maybe Teddy will turn it up this year, and we'll get a Teddy Bridgewater Day next year. But uh, about the, so I told y'all the the range of games that were on yesterday, and Sean, I'm gonna start with you. Give me one positive from what you saw yesterday uh, uh, from those games. One positive. It had to be be what he did in Texas A&M game because that was what put him on the map. 200 yards rushing, 200 yards passing. That was like a record. I mean, and that was what made everybody pay attention to him and even put him in a Heisman conversation for the next season. It did, and it it put him so far ahead – so he didn't win the Heisman this year, correct? He won it the no, next year. No, he won it this year. Okay. So the Florida State game was not the. No, the Florida uh, State game was the Heisman year. This so the, was the Heisman we lost year. the LSU. Oh, okay, his that's Heisman just year asked if this was the bowl, Heisman right? year, and Sean said it was not the Heisman. No, year. no, it was. No, Texas A and M was in. The oh, okay, Heisman. no, no, no. I asked about this one, so you you just misunderstood me. So uh, that Florida State game, and then the two point conversion was good too. Uh, that Florida State game put him so far ahead he of was everybody. Locked. Yes. It didn't Locked. even – any other year, somebody plays against 
the the little giants down the road, uh, like the way he did, that cost them their Heisman, no doubt. If the, if if he hadn't had the statement making games, he had the rest of the year. So, uh, I mean, he did make a couple iconic plays that get replayed oh, yeah. over oh, and yeah. over. The spin move against Florida, Florida State, State. The obviously the Lamar leap, mm-hmm. you know, over the Syracuse guy. I saw um, uh, he had that wrapped. We're, we're ja- queuing that up right now on the uh, on the TV I as the say, Virginia uh, game ends. Jacoy Savage, he he said it, he tweeted it out yesterday, right after that play. He told he told L, you just won yet. You just won yourself the Heisman. That was your Heisman movement movement with that one play moment. Sorry. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, other than the Heisman Trophy having that iconic. Right. I mean, you can make one for Lamar with him. Like the shirt that – I mean, I had a shirt with the Lamar leap on it. Like that – that – what what do you call it? Silhouette? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Silhouette. Uh, No, no, you're exactly right. And – so my positive from yesterday, the thing that I that really got me, and I've wa- I've watched all these games before when they came on live and rewatched them yesterday, was pretty cool too. But just how close Jair Alexander was to having two kick uh, punt return touchdowns against Florida State. Against Florida State, had he not got a cramp, he he had to really 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 easy. Sam, what was your your positive from yesterday? My positive was the fact that it didn't matter regardless of who the opponent was. He gave his best shot game after game. That's true. Down after down. So that was the positive I took up because just looking at it, he, he spent so much energy and emotion into these players that it's no way. Like, look at, like I mean, it's effortless. I just want to say the same yeah. thing. It looks effortless. effortless. Like, I remember a play against North Carolina that year, I think it was. Yeah, like Jalen Smith. It was like a from the uh, like 50 yard line. It was just. No, that was a 75 yard touchdown pass to, to Jalen. Well, I mean, they were. He. With his drop and everything, he probably got it close to that. But it was just oh, like yeah. a flick. Where he eluded one defender, sk- squared up, and, and threw a dart. That was the first play, right? Yeah. Yes. But to be fair, he had him wide open for that same play in the Virginia game. Quarterback still has to make the play. Yeah. Well, we've seen Twice in a row the kid dropped it. I'm not going to say the name's kid, the kid's name. It was the same guy that just caught that touchdown. <laughs> James Quick. I think it was, uh, uh, I think my it was guy. the Florida State game. Lamar had a wide open Jalen Smith, and he just just, yep. just overthrew him. Yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah, at the ver- yeah, I remember but that. But to Bobby's credit, he came back later on and gave him a similar pass, and he and he nailed it. Yeah. Any, any different positives or negatives from uh, you, Joey, or you, uh, Higgy? No. I, I'd say one negative, if I could. It was just more. You didn't bring more than two donuts. That Not was, that. That was the biggest negative. <laughs> I just hated hearing Lonnie Galloway talk one more time about him being wait the coordinator minute, whoa, whoa, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You hated hearing somebody else talk? Yes. <laughs> oh, that must have that must have angered you a lot because. That oh, I got a negative, too. I, I do, too. I got to okay. see Bobby Petrino on the screen. I knew you was going to say that. But. <laughs> My negative Loser. about Lamar's sophomore year and his junior year, I, I really felt not only the receivers, but the defense kind of let him down his junior year because he had a much better junior year than sophomore to where I think he should have won it back-to-back, but the defense just let him down. And I mean, so his statistically, he was better, right? Right, and, and the receivers kind of dropped a lot of passes and things like that too, so – but my that was my negative. I looked. That's like geez, who this, who this was the who was who won it that year? Baker, or no no no? Uh, 
Yeah, Baker yeah, Mayfield was, was Baker. the second. It was Baker. Yeah. So it was Lamar, then and Baker, Baker, then uh, – Baker lost to somebody the, the next Kyler, year, Sam. Kyle, Kyler Murray. No, Kyler Murray. Kyler. They went back-to-back. Yeah. Back. Oklahoma did. They went uh, Baker some, Mayfield, yeah. then Kyler Murray. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But yeah. they wanted to give that to Baker Mayfield. I mean, Lamar should have had it. Yeah. Well, stats were better, I think. As much as Clemson fans want to say that Deshaun Watson should have won it the year Lamar did, give me a break. I I think, and and no one could convince me otherwise, I think if Louisville had added maybe one, definitely two more wins, Lamar would have won that second Heisman. I don't think he would. I I just, I think in, in the coverage, in the media, that was Baker's. He was going to get that. No. Unless he just totally screwed it up, and he, did, and he didn't. Louisville faulted him by not – I think our record was, what, 8-4, 8-5 and four, eight and five or something like that. Like, you couldn't give the Heisman to someone that – like, maybe 9 or 10 wins. I think Lamar wins that year. But, I mean, he won it – yeah, I mean, we was we were, not, what, 9-3? and three? Yeah. The year he won it? Ten, it would have been 10-3 and three if we won our bowl game. We, we didn't win no, our we bowl game. Nine so, four then we nine and 9-4. We didn't win our bowl game, did we? No, no we, we lost to LSU. No. That's going to say, we got – but, but yeah, there, there's there's my negative. Ooh, close. But what? <laughs> Nothing. My negative, as I but said racked. before, offensive line. Just because you watch them in the games they played well, even then it was him making plays. Yeah. He had to run – in a couple games he was moving around, uh, evading Especially guys. Especially game. Yeah, it, well, even – I'm telling you, even in the wins, you watch the wins, he's, va- he's evading guys and making plays on his own. And that's what really stunk about it. And that's why I should have won the second Heisman because he put up better numbers and the offensive line was actually worse than the year before, in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, no, no, you're absolutely one million percent. Barry Sanders never won the MVP. <laughs> Good point. He had Louisville's line for his whole career. And he didn't have Lamar. <laughs> he didn't have a quarterback or an offensive <laughs> line. How many that, rushing yards he got times that by three, and that's how many he would have had. That's, <laughs> that's pretty fair. A couple of quick hitters real quick, though. Uh, no pun intended, but out of the blue, uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield has seemingly fallen in love with Louisville. The 6'9", 220-pound power forward from Clarksville, Tennessee. He took Joey's Stop just now. You know that, right? Then oh, he yeah. gave them to me before the show. I asked him for them. Okay. Uh, his family knows uh, his mom grew up with Marcus Maven. You know, Louisville. He makes me call him a Louisville legend. Uh, so we may have a little bit of pull there, but he's a 2022 power forward. He is looking into cl- reclassifying at the right school. Uh, we weren't in his top 12, but we are definitely in his top seven. Is it top seven or I top eight? I think it's top eight. Top eight. He's the number one power forward in that class. So number six overall. Be on the lookout for him. You know, I wouldn't mention anything unless I felt really, really good about it. And uh, good luck. Another another thing we want to look into. Uh, good luck to the two remaining Cardinals, uh, Montrez Harrell and Donovan Mitchell, that are still in the NBA playoffs. As of right now, uh, what is the series with Utah? Utah is three two. Are they uh, up they three two? To, yes, yeah, they got a chance to close it out. So if they win, it will be actually I think Donovan. Donovan's averaging close to forty points a game. Thirty-seven points. Donovan's become just, a superstar. Just an series. amazing, amazing uh, postseason he's having. Yeah, a lot despite. of spite. A lot of people now. I know it's the guy from down the road, but they're saying that Donovan and Jamal Murray could be kind of like the next generation uh, 
Bird oh. and Magic, you know, that rivalry. Most the, definitely. Yeah. Th- that I, I can see Especially that happening. Especially the same conference. They stay in the same conference. Yes. They'll be playing a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, playing each other a lot to get Three, to the finals. Three, four games a year, yeah. So, real quick, do do we – what do we attribute uh, Donovan's ride? Do we give Rudy Gobert? Do we give him some credit for rubbing some – Good luck into him with the, you know, at the beginning of the. I mean, I don't think that the break hurt him. At, I mean, like, didn't help at all. I mean, you know, anytime you get a break like that to get your body right and you know get well rested, it helps. But and I'm and just saying maybe he's Rudy just been waiting for like here's gave the, him well the luck like he did the corona. Here's here's the thing: <laughs> a lot of people got to realize with the NBA, Utah does not get shown on TV that often. Right. Okay. So during this time. They're front and center, so a lot of people are getting a, a ton more exposure to Donovan Mitchell. Cause and you, you can't forget a, the foot. He had a poor postseason last year, so that that also, you know, helps him out this year to get some more recognition. But I mean, but now he's that, I think that was his first postseason. So when? I mean, it, it, and and teams and teams did what they did last the, year. No, sp- it wasn't. no, no. He's been in the postseason he, every season. He won a series against Oklahoma City. As a rookie, he took him with. The um, you right. Yeah. Yeah, he's never missed the postseason. You right. So they were the. F- I think he took him to the three or the four seed his rookie year. Higgy, remind me after pretty, after we wrap up, up with our special guest, which I haven't mentioned yet for a reason. After we wrap up with him, I did get some viewer mailbag questions that we need to go into. I will forget it because I didn't put it into our outline. Sounds uh, good. But. Speaking of football, coming up next after the break, we will have on one of the guys that every time we talk about great linebacker recruits, either myself or I almost said Donovan, Dalton, Dylan, whatever his name is, uh, or or Sam, we always compare him to three guys, and it's Keith Kelsey, it's James Burgess, and it's this guy, which is coming on right after the break, Preston Brown. Stay tuned. It's the Cardinal Sports Zone Podcast. Come on out to Four Pegs Beer Lounge, located at 1053 Goss Avenue. Four Pegs has the best and most worlds for your eating pleasure. With daily specials on food and drinks and weekly dishes that are sure to wow your taste buds, Four Pegs is the place for you. One of my favorite things about Four Pegs, other than the food, is the great atmosphere and fun times you can have at Four Pegs. Chris is a community pillar and a great guy, and you can tell he wants everyone to have a great time there. For more info and daily specials, give our guy Chris a call at 502-634-1447. That's 502-634-1447. Four Pegs Beer Lounge. Come on out to Altitude Trampoline Park of Louisville, located in the heart of Shively. We are a huge, bright, family-friendly trampoline park. We offer large spaces for birthday parties with top-of-the-line experiences and two hours of jump time with every party. Our prices for family fun are competitive with the other guys as well. Make sure you check out our foam area. It's awesome. So come on out to Altitude Trampoline Park of Louisville and have a blast. I know me and my sisters always do. Yeah, buddy. If you have any questions, please give us a call at 502 509-9952. That's 502-449-9952. Hello, Card Nation. If you need your yard taken care of, then go to a guy that I trust, Rob Black in Derby City Lawn and Landscaping. If you need it done, they can do it. Rob has over 30 years of experience in the business, and he takes care of my lawn as well. He does an amazing job. Services include lawn care, fall cleanups, pressure washing, landscaping, soft washing, 
gutter cleaning, cleanups, and much more. Average yard costs about $30. Average overall cleanup cost is about $125. So if you're interested, give our guy Rob at Derby City Lawn and Landscaping a call at 502-773-5757. That's 502-773-5757. Derby City Lawn and Landscaping. Custom Multicades makes authentic, quality arcade machines at the most reasonable prices. When you're looking for the perfect piece for your family game room or man cave, you can find what you want at Custom Multicades, right here in the Ville. Whether you're looking for an upright game, cocktail table game, or even a bourbon barrel game, Custom Multicades is the place to go. They even carry Golden Tea games and virtual pinball machines as well. You can get all the classic games you love, like Pac-Man, Galaga, Centipede, Space Invaders, Donkey Kong, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, WrestleFest, Alter Beast, so much Shinobi, Bad Dudes, Ninja Gaiden, all of them, just depending on which pack you pick. When you get in contact with Chris and Linda, they will steer you to the right pack. They are some of the best customer service people that I've ever dealt with. I have one in my home, so you can trust me on that. They do pride themselves, though, on providing the best product at a reasonable price and backing that up with excellent customer service. They are a locally owned company by Chris and Linda Stewart. They have been in the amusement business for over 20 years. But let's get back to that game. You can customize it not only with games, but with graphics. Their graphics team can help you turn your arcade into a family heirloom or business centerpiece. Pro teams, college teams, even your business logo, maybe even your face. Don't quote me on that one, that may be incorrect. You can also get light up buttons, light up joysticks, you can customize the trim, all of the panel stickers, everything. It's an amazing product, and I can say that because I have one in my home. So if you're interested in getting your own arcade game, give them a call at 502-819-5802. That's 502-819-5802. Or check them out online at custommulticades.com. And welcome back to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. This is... Your host, Jeremy Wallman, here with my guys, Sean, Sam, Joey, and Higgy, coming to you live from the Custom Multicade Studios. And we are being brought to you by the Jamon Brown Foundation. Uh, Jamon was another little tidbit of news this week. He was uh, released from the Giants, but we have full faith that he'll end up somewhere else very, very soon. Joey's taking off on it. Do you want to say bye real quick? Do you want to tell the listeners? Because they, they tune in to hear your Maryland trash talk. Maryland's trash. All right. Over and out. Well, he's got to go to work. You know, Sean and Sam didn't care what time we got started, so they were here as late as possible. So Joey had to bounce out on this one. Higgy, you want to go sit in the big boy's chair? Are you, I'm, I'm good. You good where you're at? Okay. I don't uh, want to spread the Higgy germs over there. That's fair because I don't want them. That's where I sit for ringside. So I don't want to – I do not want uh, you to spread them either. So before we get to the second part of the show, let's, let's pay the bills a little bit, talk about some of our sponsors. Uh, Shack in the Back Barbecue. Shack in the Back Barbecue is currently in the middle of making a move, but they are, uh, you know, Higgy, I'll let you get to, I, I'll let you pitch the last sponsor. We can all talk about them, but Shack in the Back, uh, they've been there a very long time. 3633BBQ. Uh, why order from Shack in the Back Barbecue? Well, it's easy. They've got on time delivery, second and third shift deliveries, larger portions of meats and sides, their value, and they've got made from scratch side dishes and desserts. 
They have on-site grilling, full-service catering, and quality meats. Smoked on old-fashioned pits, and they're locally, family-owned and operated since 2006. Anything you need, they will cater. Uh, birthdays, reunions, graduations, bar mitzvahs, company picnics, baby showers, bridal showers, uh, higgy eating snack cake showers. Whatever you need them for, they will be there uh, to take care of you, and they do a great job. Uh, we've been as a it's shack in the back actually is right around my neck of the woods where I grew up at. Uh, actually, it's in Fairdale. I grew up in Auburndale, which is like right across the 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 bridge from it. But uh, you know, we've been my family's been eating there for a long time, and and their family, uh, Miss Barbara and them, have been really, really, really good to us as customers, and now. As sponsors of the podcast, Lamar scored another touchdown here, so that's that's nothing new. Uh, just to give you a little backstory, where Louisville versus Syracuse is on the right TV, we're still in the first quarter, twenty to nothing. On the left TV, it's Louisville versus Texas A&M, third quarter, it's twenty to fourteen Louisville. Hopefully, we pull both of these victories off. Uh, next sponsor I'd like to talk about a little bit is the Fitness Market, Chris, uh, Miss. Uh, Chris and Miss Sarah down there, 502-882-2694. Anything you need, treadmills, ellipticals, bikes, weights, weight racks, what benches, whatever you need, they they have it. And I can tell you this much firsthand. I bought a treadmill from them uh, back in June, I believe it was. Maybe it was even May. I'm not really sure. That th- I've been on it every day. It, it's of great quality. It's the same type of treadmill you'd find out in the YMCA or Planet Fitness, uh, it, it's great quality. Those people out there will work with you no matter what to get you. They care about your health first, and they care about the other stuff second. So they will f- get you fitted for whatever you need. Higgy, you said you needed some weights. I do. Go out there, talk to Chris. He'll get you hooked up, get you set up right away. Uh, Custom Multicades, they are t- one of our title sponsors. Uh, Linda and Chris Stewart out there, 502 they can hook you up with just about any – not only can they hook you up with just about any style of arcade game, whether it be a stand-up one-player, a stand-up two-player, a sit-down cocktail table like I have here in the studio. They can make them in bourbon barrels. They can they can make them uh, – I forget – they have many cabinets. They, they can make them in a, a variety of different ways. But they also provided us for these the, the decals for the brand-new uh, CSE Thunderdome uh, re- uh, podcast table we have here, uh, which is real. I don't know who built it, but it's really. Oh wait a minute, I built it. It's real nice. It's pretty. I, f- I felt like y'all deserved it. I mean, we came from the raggedy uh, bingo flip top table over here in the corner, which I, I want to choke slam Higgy through it. That's why I haven't <laughs> thrown it away yet. Uh, Not happening. This uh, it'll happen if I want it to happen. I'll pick your big bleep up right now and throw you through it if I wanted to. <laughs> but I'd I don't. like to see that. I'd pay to see that. <laughs> How much? And wait till after the show. I'm gonna smack you so hard. Um, but no, I felt like y'all. This was my this was my present to you all. I felt like y'all deserved this fine piece of craftsmanship. And uh, they provided the decals that you see all around it. So whether no matter what you need, if arcade wise or even something like this, they they can take care of you. Just give them a call at 502-819-5802. Last but definitely not least, because this guy is our guy, Chris Williams, out at Four Pegs Beer Lounge. Um, Hickey, he's he's they they finally launched their new menu. Oh, and it's so good. I can't, I, I'm, 
Did you just I eat just the microphone? Yes. Stop licking the microphone, Higgy. It's not got KFC special seasoning on it. Here's the thing. Unbelievable. I'm the one that pushes the buttons here, sir. But uh, <laughs> but one thing that I have seen on the menu that I'm very very glad. You know, he was for a long time. He was trying out new things here and there. There's been a, there's a couple of things on his uh, permanent menu that were these tryout items. Uh, my favorite being the chicken joint. So why don't you go over a couple of those items as well and, and let let everybody know where it is who it is, where they can call to place an order. I know they're doing delivery within a, a certain mile uh, radius. Just tell her, I can't believe I'm throwing the show to Higgy, but I, I, I have a guest to call. So so if you need to get a hold of Chris and four packs wise, their number is 502-634-1447. That's 634-1447. They got many different specials going on this week, um, but also too, throughout the week they have different daily specials as well. Uh, one special I enjoy the most is the Wing Wednesday special. Uh, well, all of them, but just this one as well. It's all you can eat wings for eighteen dollars. It's only on down in, but it, the wings are phenomenal, and it also includes all drafts at four dollars a drink. Um, and if you want to do individual wings and stuff like that, try their different sauce combinations and stuff. You're looking at about a dollar ten each, but they are jumbo size smoked wings. What was that, Higgy? Were you trying to call four pegs as we were? So, wh- what's your what is your favorite menu item from there? Uh that's a hard decision. I'll be honest with you. I'd say the brisket or the wings, but also too, I really love the chicken joint. I gotta eat that every day if I could. I like the turkey. I like. Uh, the <laughs> I like the turkey ribs, man. Hold on, hold on. I didn't know Chris was selling turkey ribs now. Because you don't look at all the menu. You, you don't listen very well, Higgy. <laughs> you go straight to the chicken joint. I should go straight to the, the chicken, chicken joint. joint. That's what he does. He goes straight to the chicken joint. Hey, they got good burgers, too. And their fish. Fish and chips. Yeah, the fish and yeah. They they do they do have good food. But, Higgy, thank you so much. That was the worst transition <laughs> I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs> But what we are going to do now, since we paid our bills, we're going to bring on our our first guest. And he is a guy that, while he was at the University of Louisville, he was a fan favorite. He was one of my favorite people. He was one of the first people. Like, y- y'all know when we got into the business here at Cardinal Sports Zone, that was right around the time that uh, him and Teddy, you know, he, this is one of the guys that I met from doing interviews and stuff. And he was just one of the coolest people ever. Uh, I tweeted out some of our stories about him. He followed me, and we've been we've been cool ever since. It's our guy, Preston Brown. Preston, what's up, my man? What's up? How you doing? Man, I'm doing good, doing good. Uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you this, but we have a mutual friend that I had no idea that you knew. Well, he says he's your friend, so I'm not sure if, if it's true or not, but his name is Daniel Spencer. Yeah. How do you know Daniel Spencer? Uh, Instagram. Instagram. Okay, he made it sound yeah, like y'all were like guy. best friends or something. I knew he, I knew he was lying. No, no, I know him though. Yeah, I know he's all <laughs> into wrestling and stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a, a I'm pro- yeah he he's, he's a, he thinks he's a big deal now because he's he's put some t-shirts on the on pro wrestling tees. That's where you go to buy all the superstar t-shirts. Right. And he submitted a couple there that they're selling now. So he thinks he's pretty big stuff. Oh, but uh, his ego is unmatched now. But 
let's get back to the star of the show, Preston. Uh, Preston. So we know we, we what we want to know, what Cardination wants to know is what are you up to right now? Uh, nothing much. Just uh, sitting at home, playing video games, and running on a treadmill. That's kind of what my days consist of now. So it's been kind of cool. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what uh, we've been sitting down here watching football, uh, old Louisville games all day, waiting for everybody to get here to record the podcast. And, uh, you know, I, it, it's really been a different t- – I was going to ask you this question later, so I, I, I'm going to kick it off with this question because it, it goes into what we're talking about. But, like, this COVID – the COVID era, as, like, people are calling it now, it's just so different. I actually uh, – now, as far as the disease is concerned, I hate the disease. I know people who have passed from the disease. I know it's a real disease. But it's forced everybody almost to – get closer with family members like the first month or two this was going on everybody was real strict about following all the rules and then here recently people just like you know we're tired of following rules we want to get out and do what we want to do but you saw people you saw parents playing with their kids which they normally didn't have the time to do because they had to go to work and instead they were staying home uh so that's what i was going to ask you how how is the covid uh, era of sports how has that how has that directly affected you? Um, I think I guess how it's affect, affected me is not going to like facilities and training, yeah. like in with different guys and stuff. Because once that happened, I kind of like just started ordering stuff off of Amazon. And like I could <laughs> I could get in shape right here because I'm not yeah. trying to pass it around or catch it myself. So I, I tried to be as safe as possible. So that's kind of when I just started building the home stuff here so that's that's how it has affected me personally that that's 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 pretty much the way it was with me my mom and dad are both in pretty bad health uh so the last thing i wanted to do was to go catch something that i could like there's four risk factor areas and they both hit every single one of them so i was like you know i'm just gonna stay home i have this i have this nice home my my basement set up it, it, I have TVs and, and vintage arcade games everywhere. I'm like, J- just stay here. I don't. I think I've been out to eat twice since this has happened. I've been doing door. I've been ordering from DoorDash. Uh, they put the food on your porch. You don't have to talk to them, look at them, nothing, grab it. So I've been, I've been trying to also acclimate myself to everything that's going on as well. But I found myself doing like you said. You can, you can control how you take care of yourself and how safe you're being, but you can't control how everybody else is. We, we, me and you can do our part to the T, but let's say if Higgy over here, to the le- he'd be the one most likely to, to break COVID rules. Uh, but let's say Higgy is not doing his job, but me, Sam and Sean are doing our job that defeats the purpose because he could pass it on to us and then we pass it on to our loved ones. So yeah, it's, it's absolutely a, a different time. And, and speaking of it being a different time, we, we know that recently you became an NFL free agent. Is there any news? Uh, is there any prospects at the time, at this moment, that, that you would like to share with everybody? Or is it still kind of, with that, with everything going on, it's kind of like a wait and see. It's not as easy as it, it normally is. Uh, yeah, it, it was a little weirder this time, uh, being a free agent and then not really being able to do the visits around times where they kind of just shut everything down. Right. And, like, during that time, I really started to enjoy not having coaches and people check up on me and ask me how much I weighed and what I was doing. 
So, like, I really don't want to play, but I would play if somebody would have to make me want to play. But I haven't had any offers or anything like that, so I don't think anybody really wants me out there. But, I mean, I don't really want to right now either. So it's kind of been kind of been a blessing in disguise for me just, just getting away from it and not having to run into people and talk about football all the time. It, it's been kind of nice just really finding out who I am throughout this quarantine, mentally, physically, spiritually. Like, it's been, it's been a good time for me. That's I feel like I feel like that's the same way it's been. I can't speak for everybody else here at the table, but for me, I have I have also learned so much more about myself. I've, I've, the the one negative slash positive thing about this is that you have a lot more time uh, to think, and you have a lot more time just yourself. And you're like my wife; she still has to go to work, but I'm at home all day every day, and I just have po- positive wise, I have time to think about all the things that I'm doing and how I can make them better and get going. But then, man, negatively, I sit here and think about, man, what if this is going on or what if that's going on? And I'm like, eh, it could be my worst enemy at times. But the the, the thing is is that we are going to have to start learning, and I think a lot of us have, how, how to live differently life going forward. But just like you said, you know, you've never really had a break. Like uh, I say a break, but – a time like this before, you no. Know, as far, same thing. When I was playing football, I mean, I never made it to the big leagues like you, but uh, I played football from the time I, from five years old all the way up to twenty two, twenty three, and it was like that's all I knew. Like for you, you you've had a little bit of extra time, and it sounds like it's done good for you mentally, spiritually, physically. So that's that's good to hear. Uh, Let's go into uh, the the next question. This question is being brought to you by by Higgy. He's one of the the co-hosts of the show. He wanted to know what your favorite Louisville memory was. Um, on the field or off the field? Higgy, which one? On the on the field or off the field? Can be either one, whichever you want to make it. I'm sorry, which one you said? Let's say, uh, let's I'm sorry, he, he's hard to understand because he talks like he's swallowing his tongue. He said either one, <laughs> on the field or off the field, your choice. Or both if you want to, it doesn't matter. Uh, I guess I could do both. Uh, my favorite on the field uh, was scoring a touchdown on senior day, the day after my grandfather had passed against Memphis. The last game, last home game. So that was my my favorite on the field, and then off the field, uh, my favorite moment was probably getting on a party bus with Hakeem uh, Smith and Damian Copeland for their birthday party. But I wasn't 21 yet, and I still got into Fourth Street. So that was my favorite time. That yeah, that that happens a lot here in Louisville. We we tend to pamper our uh, pamper our athletes. I, I think it's safe to say that. But I I knew a couple of ba- basketball players when I went to school at U of L that were just barely eighteen that used to be able to make it into O'Malley's all the time because the uh, the uh, the the uh, bouncer was like, oh, you play for Louisville, you can go ahead and come in. The first time we it wasn't even purposely. The first time we went up there thinking it was. Because I knew they were they were they were eighteen years old. I was like, "What? We were oh, that's what it was. We were down there for something. We were walking back to our car, and the bouncer at O'Malley was like, "Hey, what's up, guys? I'm oh, not. We're just walking back to the car. It was like, do y'all have like an eighteen and under night, or you know, like a teen? He's like, 
y'all are only 18? And I was like, yeah, they're only 18. He's like, yeah, y'all go ahead and come in here. Y'all play for Louisville. I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, so that – but, yeah, I was at that game versus Memphis. I remember me and you had talked uh, before before the game – or maybe it was the night before the game. I don't remember. I had told you that I, you know, I gave you my condolences for, uh, for your loss. And, you know, you were, we were just like, man, we just got just, – just make it special. And that game versus – that was the game where it was like – rainy and cold right it may not have been rainy but it had rained that that day it was freezing cold i remember that and it, and i jumped up and cheered so loud when you picked it off and ran it back i was like that's my guy right there that's my guy um sean he's another guy that's here on the show uh his question for you i wasn't going to ask you this but he's kind of a jerk uh <laughs> he wants to know how you got matched up with ty hilton uh, when? In the uh, Florida the FI, the game? FIU game. He wants to know how you ended up on T.Y. Hilton so many times. Oh, shoot. I don't even remember, but I know he was in the slot a lot, and that's when I was playing outside linebackers. And we got vertical seams by number two, and they just kept running them. And Hakeem and uh, who was it, Shenard, mm -hmm. was not in the middle of the field. One of them wasn't there a lot of the time. But he ran a lot of out routes, so that made me excited. But he, he did run a lot of scenes when I was out there on, on the slot, which didn't make much sense, so I coached me out there. <laughs> well, and oddly enough, if I remember correctly, Sean, you're our historian. So you, Scott Satterfield coached on the FIU team, correct? That is correct. He was the, I believe, the, I want to say the quarterback or OC. I think he might have been the OC. I don't, think, I don't think he was a main coach. I think he was like. Oh, no, he's a wide receiver. A coach. position coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was a wide, wide receiver. receiver. That's right. He coached T.Y. Hilton. I can't believe you'd bring that up, though. That's kind of a jerk thing to say, but whatever. That wasn't Preston's fault. It was it was Hakeem and Shenard's fault, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, Sam, your question was, you wanted to know uh, why did he switch his, his commitment from Cincinnati to Louisville? Yeah. Um, why did I switch it? Well, uh, yeah, what, what was it about Louisville that made you say, you know what, I'd rather play there than play in my hometown? Because um, I, I was I was ready to go when uh, Brian Kelly was up here in Cincinnati. Like, I wasn't going to leave anywhere Brian Kelly would have stayed. But once he left, Butch Jones came in and I went on my visit. And he just he just rubbed me the, the wrong way. I just didn't – I didn't like the vibes of the new coaches, the new linebacker coach and everybody else. Just They weren't for me. And I, Coach Strong told me to take a visit, and I came down there, and I hated Louisville. I didn't like anything about it. Everybody was fighting, and I, my host was Darius Ashley, and everybody was just running around, all the Cincinnati guys. I just – I didn't like it. The only person I liked down there was Josh Chichester because that was my guy from Cincinnati up right, there. So right, right. I, I ended up going home and didn't like it at all, but I really loved the coaches, so – that's what made me think about it. Then my dad saw Preston Highway and Prestonville on the way down there, so he was hooked just from seeing <laughs> that. He he thought that was it was destiny. That so was the sign, right? He was like, up, man, we all just talking and I ended up going there. It's like, man, that's just a sign. That's that's just you know, <laughs> it is what. No, I'd never Darius Ashley. I remember him. He used to. Uh, wasn't he a uh, running back, right? He was a running back to switch to corner, I believe. Yeah, yeah. He, he used yeah. to date one of yeah. my one of my friend's sisters, and I used to hear a whole bunch of stories about him. For her. I mean, we, we can't share any of those on the <laughs> podcast, but still. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> My question for you, I wanted to know what the t- who who the toughest college and the toughest NFL quarterback is that you've ever faced. Um, I guess I have to go with Blake Bortles. I don't like him, but we lost to him the uh, only game my senior year. So yeah. I have to give him credit for beating us after Calvin was knocking everybody out that game. They still found the way to win after who was fumbling. So Norris fumbled, Hubble fumbled at the goal line. I still can remember the whole game. I popped the ball out for a fumble, and then Burgess missed the ball. They got the ball back. It was just a weird, a weird day. But I got to give some credit for that game. And then the NFL quarterback is probably Mahomes, him and Breeze, because every time I played them, they had like 50 points each. So those two are just the way they had a control over the game is something I, I'd never seen before. Cool, cool. Sam, you had another. You had yeah, a follow-up? Yeah, I had a few questions for you, if you don't mind. Um, Louisville has had a pretty good string of line, inside linebackers the last few years. I know it was Dexter Heyman. The, you followed him, and then Keith Kelsey, and now Dorian Etheridge. Um, could you tell us any, uh, like, one thing that you learned, that you say you would learn, that you learned from Dexter Heyman that you kind of passed down to Keith Kelsey? Or that you took and that helped you in college? Uh, yeah, what I learned from Dexter, uh, he really gave me the mental side of the game. Because going into college, I didn't know what cover three, cover one, cover two. I didn't know what that was. Just tell me who I got and I could do that. But he actually brought me in the room over a summer and really explained to me fire zone and what different blitz packages and why we're doing this and who's coming there, who's doing that. And that's something that I, I've, I've kept with me ever since because he really gave me a gym that I wasn't even thinking about. I thought I could just go out there and play football and I'll be all right and just know my job. But he made me understand the full defense. And he had such a, a great grasp over that game. We played against, I think it was Rutgers. He told me the route that was coming. He said, you take the first one, I'll take the second one, and I'll pick it off. And he got an interception. And I, I ever since then, I just did anything that he said. I had so much trust in Dexter and how he helped me throughout my whole college career and going forward just from what I learned in college. See, and that was my big problem because you, I was I was just like you. You tell me that a lot because I played tight end in high school. All you had to do is tell me, okay, run this many yards and then go this way. And I, like, I was not fundamentally sound. They just told me where to go and what to do, and I did it. And then when I got to college, when I got to Louisville, I just I, first off I got injured. I got injured twice back to back with my ACLs. So I, you'd figured I'd have enough time to learn the plays and stuff. But I just I, I I was not for whatever reason. I I can I can tell you stuff in intricate detail that's happened 15 years ago. But I just could not get like the the uh, the playbooks down or anything like that. So um, you know that that's just the the, the way that I was. So what we want to do, Rook, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you taking the time out to talk to us and everything. Uh, we know that you have a charity because you're a wonderful mom. Uh, she, I won't tell you this much. And I know, you, I, I know you know, but I want everybody else to know how great of a mother you have, how, how friendly, how sweet, how nice. This lady here, I met her one time at a tailgate way back. In the, I don't even remember when it was, and I don't want to say it was this game and it was this game. But she was so cool to me, and we were doing the Red Rage tailgate thing then. So she had come to come over there and you know introduce herself and everything. 
And then, like, the next day I had a Facebook friend request from her. Then she followed me on Twitter. I'm like, every time something happens negative in my life, the first person normally who comments is your mom. And she's just such a great person. And I know that she's had a big – she's a big reason for why you're as kind and as cool as you have been to me throughout the years. So I really do appreciate that. Uh, With that being said – uh, I would like for you to let Cardination know how they can. Is there a way they can contribute uh, to your foundation? Are there any other charities or anything that that we can get involved with? Uh, yeah, they can um, donate at FreshmanBrownFoundation.org, and uh, we're doing a lot of stuff here in Cincinnati right now, just trying to give people supplies and food and that they need with kids not having lunches and stuff. So that's really what we've been doing through quarantine, doing giveaways in different neighborhoods. But since we can't have, like, football camps and stuff this year, we're trying to think of alternate ways to do maybe some virtual video game tournaments or something like that so we can still have interaction with kids and still get them excited but still keep us safe and everybody at a distance as well. Absolutely. And that's uh, – I'll tweet this out later. I'll tag him in it. Uh, Preston, if you'll, if you'll retweet it and let us know, like a, – a, just num- anything specific that you would like to include for us to be able to get out there for everybody to help out as they can. I think that's great ideas. That's one thing that we have been forced to do with the unfortunate circumstances going on right now is that we've had to get creative and there's been a lot of good stuff, good creative things that have happened. So things like a video game tournament or uh, they're going to have to find a way to be able to do like some sort of uh virtual camps or coaching or teaching or something like that. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure somebody will figure out a way to do that in the future. But we appreciate we appreciate you so much. We appreciate your time. You know, you're one of my favorite people. Uh, you're As I said, told everybody at the beginning, you're one of the first people that I actually formed a connection with outside of reporting for the Cardinals. And it wasn't anything forced. You said something funny on Twitter. I said something back. You followed me. I was already following you, and uh, you can attest to this. You know how much faith I have in you. We had conversation before the draft, and it was it went something along the lines of where I was telling you that like you're you're going to be great, and you're like I really hope you know it was. I don't want to give away all the details, but it was a very to me anyway. It was a very very heartfelt conversation that we had, and I told I was like man, you're gonna ma-, you're like nothing nothing's guaranteed. I was like man, you are gonna make it, and you have made it. And we all look forward to seeing which team you hit. Give the Steelers a call. We love great physical linebackers. When you're ready to play, that is. And I know you probably don't like the Steelers because the whole Cincy Pittsburgh thing, but I would love to be able to cheer for you. I mean, I will cheer for you again no matter where you end up, but I'd like to actually be able to cheer for you on my team. But thanks again. We appreciate you coming on today so much. Thank you. Thanks to everybody. And I'll do it anytime you need me to come back on. I'm always free because I got. No job and nothing to do. So, <laughs> whenever you need me, I can get back. So. Brother, we'll do that. Hopefully next time or one of the times coming up, we can have you in studio. My house is COVID clean. My wife's a nurse, so she has to disinfect the entire house every time she comes in and out of work. So we are a safe place here. So if you're in Louisville sometime, give us a call. We'll fit you in even if you ain't supposed to be on the show that week. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, brother. We appreciate you. Preston Brown, everybody. All right. See you. Yeah. I'm wow. telling you, man, that that was a that that was probably 
for me, and I, and I'm gonna be biased probably a little bit because I I've known I know Preston and I've known Preston. But that was one of my favorite interviews because he's he really is a good person. His mom is an amazing mom. Uh, she's kept in touch with me. Uh, it's good to you know I I didn't know he felt that way about playing football. You know he don't want to. Doesn't feel safe playing football this year, but if he's called, he'll go and play as long as he's being taken care of. That's 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 some good information, you know, th- th- to know that there are NFL players out there that aren't rushing the contracts because they don't know what's going to happen, how it's going how it's going to play out. Now, I know I had asked you to remind me of the the viewer mailbag, and we're getting ready to wrap up. We appreciate you hanging on here for the last hour and fifteen minutes. Uh, we tried to make the show shorter, but Sean won't shut up when I ask him questions. So it still keeps getting longer and longer. Uh, but we did have a viewer mailbag, and we had about – we had eight questions. So these answers need to be one person. You can raise your hand or you can just start talking when I ask the que- – or we can just go in order. So question number one was, how does the basketball decommitment affect the way that we look at basketball recruiting? I'll take this one. I think it's simply – Give me two sentences. I think it's simply that with the – NCAA sanctions hanging over us right now, it's going to be a tough road. It's that simple. Very good, very good. Another question, and this is Sam all the way because this is his dude. If Ben Perry reclassifies, what does that mean for the program in the position room? Uh, Depth, a lot of added depth, and playmaking. Depth. I love the word depth because it sounds cool, and (laughs) we've needed it for quite some time. Question number four. Are there any football prospects that we need to start learning their name soon? I would Dalton's say. not here. We would we would go to Dalton, but he's not here. Yeah. Remind me after the show, though. Just say the because there's two things I want to I want to talk to y'all about, and I forgot before the show. And uh, just Russ Smith. Just say the words Russ Smith after the show. And okay, but I was going to say one name that Dalton's been throwing out a lot and. The staff hasn't officially offered him yet or anything like that. It's Nick Viadiato. Viado or Vidiato, however you say his name. Unaffin boy, Vidiato. Yeah. That's one name I would look forward to. Um, but other slow than that, down. No. Slow down. Just slow down. Good There's nobody down. else right now. Just slow down. So, in Higgy's opinion, I'm sure Dalton will listen to the podcast and he'll be able to, to uh, elaborate more on that situation. Question number five Why does Chris Mack target so many Juco players? And I think I'll answer this one uh, because I think it's simple. I think right now the situation and the times that we're going through at Louisville right now, the uncertainty, I'm not sure we can land uh, land a a lot of high I – d- I do think we will be getting a, a highly ranked commitment soon. But I expect the next couple of classes, especially if we get the postseason ban that a lot of us are expecting, um, I think it's going to be one top ten guy and then a bunch of – 50 to 150 type guy. And that's not bad, though, because Gorgie, Russ, the, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of who Trez. else. Trez. Trez is like 70. Larry, I think Larry was a – Trez was a borderline four-star. So, I mean, we we know how that could be. And, and we've also seen five-star players here at Louisville that have not been five-star players. And we won't go into them because a lot of them are my friends. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not gonna throw them under the bus. Y'all know, who, y'all know who I'm talking about. But um, okay, so that answers that question. Six, Sam, 
what is our best position group on football besides wide receiver? Linebacker, obviously. Uh, well, And it could be better because of depth. It could be. But, I mean, you also have the quarterback room and the running back room, but I'd definitely go with linebacker. All right. Cool, cool. Question seven. Will the O-line be as good as last year with more depth, or is losing Makai hurt us too much that we should expect a decent O-line but not spectacular this year? John? I think we'll be about the same as we were last year. I believe that Donis Boone is going to be really good. He's already gotten playing time. The question is the right tackle position with uh, Renato Brown because I think he'll be the guy at right tackle. And he's start. He's a redshirt freshman, basically. So. And I think we pretty much already answered. I just pretty much answered this question. What are some updates on the sanctions for basketball? I hope that I'm wrong. Y'all know that I don't put stuff out here unless this is something that I've heard from more than one person. Uh, I fully expect us to have at least a two-year postseason ban. I would like for them to take into consideration the year we just lost due to to COVID. They probably will not. All we can hope for is that somebody like Kansas or LSU takes the spotlight from us and messes up way more, which they may. It's looking like LSU is about to turn into a three-ring circus. Um, So that's that question. And last question, how is Brown's defense looking with players that have been in his system for a full year now? It's going to look a whole lot better than last year. Uh, You're going to see a lot more consistency and guys flying to the ball instead of second-guessing their defensive assignment. They know it now, so they can play faster. Sean, anything? I just think you're going to see guys, especially the defensive backfield, I think it's going to really shine this year. If You could almost argue the only problem I see is is defensive line just because depth, that word again. I was going to say we're going to get more pressure to the quarterback this year. Looking at the defensive line, we're going to have a lot more depth. We're going to have a lot more ability to get to that quarterback versus last year. So, real quick, we were talking about, and we appreciate the the the, the tweets, the mailbag. Uh, we need to promote that a little better because I finally did that this week, and we got a lot of great questions. We'd like to hear from all of you all, so please send those in to at Card Sports Zone, at Jeremy underscore CSZ, at Elville Sean, at Baseboy124, at – I need a snack cake, any of us. Uh, But here's what I wanted to tell you. We do have a great list of guests for season two. You know I wasn't going to let you down. There is going to be some point in time where we have interviewed everybody and we'll have to start bringing people on for a second time. But Keith, speaking of second times, Keith Kelsey will be back on the show in the future. Preston's already just pledged his eternal allegiance uh, to us (laughs) for as long as he's able to come on. Uh, Larry O'Bannon, Russ Smith, Preston Knowles, B-Sim. Uh, I'm hoping to get Coach Scott Davenport, but I've all, I have – this is my wish list slash people I've already talked to. Uh, and Coach Davenport's the only one I haven't got a we'll do it from. Uh, Perrin Johnson will be back on. Rashawn Myers will be back on. We'll have the guys from the Big Red Louie back on as soon as it's safe. That's what – we were supposed to do Big Red Louie and then Steve Rummage and Justin Rink uh, – founding members of the Cardinal Sports Zone, along with myself, early, uh, at the end of the bonus season, but COVID prevented that. We hope to have them in there soon. If there's anybody else that y'all want to hear from, uh, maybe even a guest from the first season that y'all liked, 
we'll we'll never run out of questions to ask people. Just let us know. These are our targets. And and, and the guy I talked to the other day, let me get back to my uh, my lineup while I'm saying this. The guy I'm the most excited to talk to because and, and I'm kind of mad at Larry uh, because I pretty sure. I told him I wanted to get this guy on our show, and then this week uh, he brought him on the show. But my guy, E5, Earl Clark, we will have him on very, very soon. Uh, I'll tell you this much, and I know we're going a little bit long, and if you like to listen to us, you don't care. And if you know, it's too long, well, then then turn it off. It is what it is. But We don't care. We're not sorry. It's, we're, not sorry. we're not sorry, Higgy. God dang it, Higgy. You can't even get that I was right. about to say it, but I saw you – Went up to the mic. I said, all right, Higgy got this. <laughs> but yeah, shout out. <laughs> he did. Shout out to Larry O'Bannon, the Players Perspective Podcast. Go sign up for that. The people he's brought on. And he's brought on, oddly enough, He bring, I'm not saying he's still in our guests, but he brings on a lot of them right after we've had them on. Uh, Dewan Wheat, uh, Edgar Sosa, Peyton Siva. We've had some, we haven't had them on to talk to him, but we've sent them some Q&As. And now Earl... No, Larry's a good dude. He's, you know, he's truly the son of the city here in Louisville, and uh, good dude. The the Earl Clark edition of the podcast was amazing because he introduces Earl and starts talking to him, and and the first thing that you know Earl starts talking, and I just start bust out laughing because I'm like, he ain't changed a bit. Like I've told y'all the story off the air before, uh, and maybe on the air, but like his se- out of all the senior nights I've been a part of, Earl's senior night speech was the greatest ever because he's like, man, I want I want I want to give a shout out to all my my boys here, and uh, I want to give a shout out to Fred Hina. Fred Hina, I love you, Fred Hina. You're the best. You're the best kid. And you know, with his little New Jersey accent, and then he starts talking on the podcast the other day, and nothing's changed. And I just pop big time because I'm like, that's my guy. That's five. And he's like, man, I'll come on anytime you want. So we'll have him on soon. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff going on. I, mean, I would not have built the podcast table if I didn't think we were about to take this to a whole nother level. We've, we've, we're have we averaging a great amount of number. We already had the uh, the recruiting explosion episode. How many how many listeners did that get, Sean? I it, it was I, like 250,000. It was more yeah. than that. Yeah, it was more than that. So, I mean, we're averaging about that now. It's a far away from where we came, and we appreciate it. And it's all up to, I mean, we would have never had this new table if it hadn't been for the sponsors that believed in our show uh, for, for us to be able to do this. So, shout out to all of our sponsors once again. Shack in the back, Four Pegs, Custom Multicades, Fitness Market, Derby City Lawn and Landscaping. We are working on many more right now. Higgy's supposed to be working on many more. But I really don't have a lot of faith in that because he hasn't brought me one so far. But nevertheless, if you'd like to advertise on the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, give us a call at 502-694-0375. We'll be glad to talk to you, get something set up. I know I give Higgy and Sean a lot of crap on the show, but I appreciate everything they do. Sean for the website uh, and Higgy just for, for being there and taking up a seat. Uh, I appreciate y'all so much. You don't even know. Um uh, Follow us all on social media, though, at Card Sport Zone. I'm at Jeremy underscore CSC. I'm at Elville Sean. Baseboy124. I am the Higgy. He is the Higgy, and Joey is at Joe Woman 526 I believe. Uh, the Card Sport Zone and mine are universally, so if you, no matter what you get on, that's what it is. 
follow us. We give a lot of good information. We appreciate a lot of, uh, we appreciate your feedback. Uh, Higgy appreciates both the good and the bad feedback. Um, we're just blessed to do something. Like, we are blessed to do something that we love. Uh, and we hope that this can blow up to levels to where I knew we could go, but I wasn't I wasn't sure that Higgy would allow us to get there. So I'm messing with you. Again, I, I, I mess with Higgy all the time, and he takes it like a champ. So I appreciate it. But if you want to find the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and the Barnburner app. We're also on iHeart Podcast, which is the number one avenue for podcasts. Make sure you hit subscribe now. If you haven't listened to all the episodes of the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, then go back and check them all out. You can go to cardinalsportzone.com, click on the podcast tab, go down to CSC Podcast. They're all there uh, except for this season because it just started and I just remembered I forgot to update it. But if, if you're subscribed through any of the, the, the podcast avenues, you'll get them that way before anybody else does anyway. So, uh, Sean, update that later in the week. Dang it. Um, but – no, never, all jokes aside, we shout out to everybody who's out there sharing the podcast. We appreciate you all. If y'all have any ideas for suggestions or guests, give any of us, shoot any of us a DM. Uh, we appreciate it again. We can't say it enough. We appreciate your love. We appreciate your support. Uh, guys, do we have any last words? Sean, I'll go with you. Just do what you need to do. and Let's beat this freaking virus, for God's sake. Come on out to Four Pegs Beerland. Well, we could go to four pairs. We can't. We can't. That was that was an audio fell. I hit the wrong button. So, it is what it is. Just to go ahead and piggyback off of Sean, do what you got to do. Mask up. Let's stay safe and let's try to get back to what we know is normal and not this new normal. We're 13 days from football, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. We want to give a special shout out one last time to our guy Preston Brown. Thank you for coming on the show. Go Cards, beat everybody. We got a 28 to 7 game against Syracuse. We're getting to the end of the bowl game here, 27 to 14 against AM. Fingers are crossed. This has been the Cardinal Sports Zone Pop. Oh, real quick. I'm going to stop this just because, first off, I can do that. And second off, uh, it needs to be said. Please, say, please, please, please say a prayer for my dad. <clears throat> He had some concerning uh, scans come back last week, and they got him in almost um, as, as soon as possible so they could do a biopsy on him. And I don't normally use this avenue to ask for prayers or thoughts or anything. I do I do on Twitter and Facebook because those are people that know my dad. Uh, but I'm asking all of you all people that, that don't know him, just say a little prayer for him, start the music back up. There we go. Uh, He's also a listener of the podcast. He would love, you know, to hear anything that y'all had to say positively. So say a prayer. Say something back to us. We appreciate it. This has been the Cardinal Sports Zone Podcast. <laughs>